Welcome to the weekly sermons and studies podcast at First Baptist. Today's speaker is our senior pastor, Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. And so Lord, now as we turn to your word in the presence of your Holy Spirit, teach us your way. And Lord, show us what it means to live our lives according to the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Lord, show us how to live out our faith in a way that glorifies you and blesses everybody we meet. Help us, Lord, to be faithful, for we know that through it all, you will be faithful no matter what. And so, Lord, teach us. We're listening. We ask these things trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen. So one of the great truths that God communicated all week long and has been communicating for the last 2,600 years through the story of Daniel and his friends is that God sustains his people. And God sustains his people in a very specific way. He sustains his people by being with his people. All week long, the kids have learned that What it means that God is with me changes every circumstance that I'm in. They have learned that they can persevere through trials, that they can stand up for what is right, that they can love people right where they are and remind them that there is a God in the heavens who loves them too and who wants to redeem them and transform them and help them to live the life He made them to live. It's been a big week. And God has communicated great truths through the story of Daniel and his friends. They were, they were taken away from their home, and their home was pretty special. It was the promised land. God had promised that land to their ancestors for centuries, and they had finally gotten there, and then they were ripped out of it. They were ripped out of the promised land. They were ripped out of their home, and they were ripped out of all that by a godless king and taken to a godless nation where they were thrust into the service of this godless king, and they had to serve the king under the constant threat of persecution and death. It was a difficult situation, and Daniel and his friends had to make a decision, and they had to make it several times. Will we do what God wants? Or will we do what the king wants? We can't do both at the same time. Well, they chose to do what God wants, and God blessed them every single time. You know, what's so interesting about that is this was all happening around 600 B.C., so so about 2,600 years ago, and yet it's still pertinent today, isn't it? How many of you would be far enough along to say we kind of live in a godless culture? culture that doesn't value the teaching of Almighty God, a culture that doesn't lift up the Bible and say, teach us how to live. No, we live in a culture that says, I want to do it my way, and I want to break free from the shackles of this, this ancient text, and I don't want to live my life according to that sort of teaching. No, I want to do what I want to do. And frankly, we see the consequences of that every day that we live. Well, God is calling us to live differently. He's calling us to embrace the life that He, our designer and maker, gave us to live. He's calling us to walk in His ways because His ways are best. He knows how human life best functions. And He calls us to walk according to His way because as we do, then we function the best. 
In order to do that, we're going to have to make a stand, and we're going to have to make it repeatedly. We're going to have to come to a decision. Will we serve the culture, or will we serve our God? We can look into the stories of Daniel and his friends and see that doing it God's way won't be easy every time, but doing it God's way always works out better in the end. In your bulletin, there's a sheet of notes in the middle, and if you're taking notes, our theme is this. God's way isn't always easy. Trust in God's sustaining presence even when life gets hard. God's way isn't always easy. Trust in God's sustaining presence even when life gets hard. That's exactly what Daniel and his friends did. And I want to give you as our our Scripture passage for today, I really want to give you the verse that our kids have been focusing on all week long. And this is on that same sheet down at the bottom. This is Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And this is from the New Living Translation. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And he says this to his people. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Don't be afraid, he says, for I am with you. He sustains us in a very specific way. He gives us strength to encounter whatever we may have to face in a very specific way, and that is by being with us. My kids are growing up. One of my kids was a volunteer in VBS this year, and one of my kids is nearing the end of her VBS journey. Uh, She started at the beginning, and she's been at it for a lot of years now, and she'll soon be a volunteer and a helper. But one of the things that I have learned from Almighty God that He's taught me through my kids is one of the most powerful lessons I could ever learn, and that is this. Like most kids, and like their daddy once was, my kids were afraid of the dark when they were little petrified of the dark. How many of you can identify with my kids' fear? You ever been scared of the dark? You ever been on the field trip to Mammoth Cave and you sat down on the bench and they turned out all the lights and you got to see what true darkness was and it kind of freaked you out just a little bit? Well, my kids, like I was, were scared of the dark when they were little. And so I could put whatever the greatest prize was they could ever imagine in a room and turn off the lights and say, you can have it if you'll go get it. And there was no way they were going in there. They would not walk into a dark room for love nor money. Isn't it amazing how much a light, just a small light, can bring peace and reassurance? Well, if that room was totally dark, they wouldn't go except for under one condition. Now, they would walk into any room as long as my wife or I walked in with them because they knew that if one of us was with them, that no matter what might be lurking in the dark, no matter what might try to jump out and get them, they'd be okay because we were with them. You know, as we grow older, most of us outgrow our fear of the dark, although some of us still, you know, don't like walking into dark spaces. But there's a different darkness that we have to face, isn't there? There's a darkness that 
isn't just the absence of physical light, photons. It's, it's a darkness of uncertainty. And we have to face situations and circumstances that we're not real sure about. And, and quite frankly, as we face that sort of darkness, we're not real sure what might be lurking there. We're not real sure what, what might not be there to jump out and get us. Well, here's what I want you to know. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have recognized that you're a sinner. God said do, and you didn't. God said don't, and you did. You broke his rules. We call that sin. And that because of your sin, you have been separated from God. No matter what you try, nothing fixes it. Well, the message of the gospel is that God so loved us, even in our sinful separation from him, that he sent his son Jesus to come get us. He sent Jesus to come and live the life we couldn't live. He lived a life without sin. And he sent Jesus to die the death that we deserve to die. For the wages of sin is death. And God sent his own son to pay in full the wages of our sin. Jesus did that by dying on the cross. But the wages for our sin couldn't keep him dead. Now, the third day, God raised him from the dead, and he lives today. He has ascended unto heaven. He sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and one day he's coming back to gather his church and to judge the world. He will make everything right. There will be perfect justice in that day. Until then, he opens his arms to everyone and says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me, turn away from your life of sin, and place your faith in me, says Jesus. Surrender yourself to my leadership in your life and follow me. Well, if you've done that, if you've repented of your sin and surrendered yourself to Jesus Christ, receiving him as your Lord and Savior, then all of your sin has been forgiven. You have been separated from your sin as far as the east is from the west. You are a child of God, and you are precious in his sight. And you know what? He's with you always. No matter what, no matter where, no matter when, he's with you always. Just as he was, was with Daniel and his friends, so also is he with all of those who trust and follow Jesus. And as we walk into the darkness, not knowing for sure what might jump out at us along the way, we can be reassured that he's with us. He said through the prophet Isaiah, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to, to walk through the stories of Daniel that our kids learned this week, and, and I want us to hear what they learned. Because again, these, these points are pertinent for us too. The first thing they learned, and your first point if you're taking notes is this, that when things change, God is with you. When things change, God is with you. Now, our kids learn this in the context of the first chapter of the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1. When 
The Bible tells us King Nebuchadnezzar came in and he took some of God's people out of God's land all the way to the godless land of Babylon. And he chose specific young men that could, that could be useful in his service, and he was going to train them in his ways and teach them everything that they needed to know to serve him well. He wanted them to have the best nourishment they could have. He wanted them to eat from his table, to drink from his cup. But Daniel and his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah made a decision. They made a decision that they would not defile themselves with food that was not up to their Jewish dietary restrictions. It wasn't kosher. So they would not defile themselves with that food that also had likely been sacrificed to an idol. No, they would not eat the king's food, and quite frankly, the fact that they would not eat the king's food could mean their death. It was a costly stand for them to take. In our culture today, the biggest thing that can happen usually in North American culture is that you might get canceled, although there are places in our world where making a stand for Almighty God can still mean you might be killed. Well, Daniel and his friends made a decision that even though everything they had ever known was changing, they had been ripped out of their homeland, they had been ripped away from everything they had ever known, they had been taken away from the place where the worship of their God was centered. Everything was changing. They had to make a decision. Will we serve the king or will we serve our God? Now, they surrendered themselves to the training and all of the things that they could do without defiling their relationship with God, but there was a point where they had to say, that's far enough. We, we can't go any further with you. And they made a stand. When things change, God is with you. Our kids were told that first night of VBS, Hebrews 13, 5, which is this, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And they learned that even though you can't always control your circumstances, you can always control your focus. Fix your eyes on Almighty God. No matter what's going on around you, trust Him and follow Him. Now, that may mean you have to make a stand against the culture. But no matter what is going on, all the things in your life that you can't control, in the midst of it all, when everything's changing, fix your focus on God. Trust Him and follow Him. It'll work out better if you do. The next night of VBS, the kids learned another important lesson, and I want to give you point number two. When you need help, God is with you. When you need help, God is with you. The kids learned this lesson from Daniel chapter 2. And in Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And King Nebuchadnezzar had already had favor on Daniel and his friends because God had given them favor with the king. But the king had a dream, and all of his magicians and enchanters and all of his scholars and, and wise men couldn't figure out the dream. And so Nebuchadnezzar the king got mad, and he decreed that all of the wise men should be killed. Well, Daniel was one of those wise men. But here's what Daniel did. He chose to go to his God in the midst of a godless decree and to seek his God's help. 
And what did God do? Well, God helped him. And Daniel was brought before the king. And under the presence and power of Almighty God, giving him this insight, Daniel was able to to tell the king his dream and to interpret it for him. And the king was amazed. Daniel, a young man of faith, refused to take the credit and the glory for himself. He gave all the glory to Almighty God. He said, it was God who gave me this truth. And Nebuchadnezzar worshipped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Daniel, who would be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Daniel needed help. And when Daniel needed help, he cried out to God, and God was with him. Our kids learned Psalm 46, 1, which says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And what they learned that night was that times of trouble will come. They will. How many of you found that? Nobody escapes times of trouble if you live long enough. Times of trouble will come, and when they do, go first to your God. He loves you, and He's ready to help you. That's a great lesson for anybody to learn. The third night, the third night our kids learned this lesson, and this is the third point. When you're afraid, God is with you. When you're afraid, God is with you. They learned that from the context of Daniel chapter 3, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the, the Babylonian names that were given to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we talked about their story last week. How King Nebuchadnezzar erected an image of gold that was 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. And he erected it on a plane. It was intended to make a point. It was intended to magnify Nebuchadnezzar's greatness and to magnify the pagan gods that Nebuchadnezzar served. And Nebuchadnezzar the king made a decree. He said, when you hear the sound of the instruments, when you hear the music, no matter who you are or where you are, you have to bow down and worship this 90-foot-tall image of gold. Well... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a problem with that. Again, they were willing to serve in the Babylonian army. They were willing to serve in the Babylonian government, but there was so far they could go, and then they had to say that's too far. And their God, who is our God, had said he's a jealous God, and he does not permit us to bow down and worship anything or anybody but him. I am the Lord your God, he said, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. You shall have no other gods before me. You may say, well, what's the big deal? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just bow the knee and get it over with and go on with life. Well, no, they couldn't do that because they refused to worship anything as God who was not God. And so they took a stand, and it made Nebuchadnezzar furious made him absolutely furious. And so what did he do? He had decreed that anybody who wouldn't worship his image of gold would be killed, and be killed in a really nasty way. They would be thrown into a fiery furnace. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was so mad at these young men that he ordered that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter 
than it normally was. It was heated so hot that even the men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bound to the fiery furnace to throw them in were killed by the heat of the furnace. But as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar did not notice that they died immediately in anguish. No, he noticed that they were walking around unbound and free. And he noticed that they were not alone. For there was a fourth man, a messenger of God, one like a son of God, who was walking around with them. And even though Nebuchadnezzar's men had died, even taking them to the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were unharmed within it. And so Nebuchadnezzar called them out, and guess what happened? Not a hair of their head was singed, and they didn't even smell like fire. I grilled hamburgers yesterday. I think I still smell like the fire two showers later. They didn't even smell like the fire. Our kids learned from Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. And the application is this. Sometimes God delivers you from the fire. Sometimes God delivers you through the fire. But if you trust and follow Jesus, God's deliverance is coming. Trust Him. Now, the fourth and fifth points I'm going to go ahead and give you, but I want to invite you to come back next week because I don't want to give you too much of a spoiler alert. But on nights four and five, we talked about Daniel in the lion's den. There's a new king. King Darius has come, and he's, he's issued a decree that nobody can pray for 30 days to anyone except for him. And anyone who does pray, well, they're going to get thrown into the lion's den. Now, spoiler alert, okay? But this, this was released 2,600 years ago, so if you hadn't picked up on it yet. Daniel's going to get thrown into the lion's den, but he's going to come out unharmed. So our fourth point that our kids learned this week is when you're lonely, God is with you. When you're lonely, God is with you. Daniel was all alone, and he was thrown into the lion's den, but he wasn't alone, was he? Though he felt lonely, God was right there. Some of you, listen to me, oh my goodness, though you feel lonely, you're not alone. If you trust and follow Jesus, God is with you. He will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. And then the fifth point, when you're thankful, God is with you. When you're thankful, God is with you. Our kids, they saw Daniel be delivered from the lion's den, and he was thankful. And so many of us, as we've trusted and followed Jesus, we've walked into darkness, haven't we? Walked into the uncertainty of circumstances. We weren't sure how they were going to go. But when we walked in, we walked in holding the hand of our God, our Abba Father, who is with us everywhere we go. And though we couldn't possibly anticipate what would jump out at us as we walked into that darkness, 
we could rest in the knowledge that whatever it was, it wasn't going to be bigger than our God. So I want you to hear one more time. Our kids got airheads for reciting this this week. I don't have enough airheads for all of you. But I want you to hear one more time through the pen of the prophet Isaiah from the heart of God to all of you who trust and follow Jesus Christ as Lord. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. We'd love to connect with you. Just email connect at firstbaptistbg.org or call 270-842-0331.